Podcast where we shine the spotlight on slow culture, commerce, and community. Uh, back in the studio with me today is my friend, my brother, veteran, sculptor, artist, visionary, a guy that no moss grows under his feet. He'll tell you about that during this interview. Welcome to Slow Talk Studios, Dale Evers. Thanks for having me, Jim. Uh, Dale, it's good to have you back, man. You Speaking of having you back, you just literally got off the road. Is that right, man? I don't remember. I'm, I've, I've been moving around pretty good. You know, I keep saying I'm sick of traveling, and I keep doing it. It's funny. Just as we were getting ready to record, I mentioned, you know, that joke about no, no moss grows under feet. But uh, you, you've been in Arizona. You've been in Idaho. You've been in Mexico. Probably three other places you may not want to talk about. But what's been happening last year in Avdale? A lot. A lot's happened. I got a hip replacement. I'm 65. I'll be 66 next month, and I'm going through a uh, a tune-up. Yeah, I got a new hip. Gonna get some things fixed. Been getting stuff cut off of my body that doesn't belong there, barnacles and so on. Yeah, the hair falls out all by itself. Oh uh, yeah, but I like that. That's nice and that's sanitary. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been um, just doing art, a lot of art, of course. That's what I do, and. Um, I've been working with my daughter. She's become a partner in the studio, Chloe Joy Evers, and she's mostly doing jewelry, but she does, she's in Mexico right now working on sculpture as we speak. Dale Evers, for our listeners just tuning to this podcast, what's the website where they can find you at? Well, you can Google my name, and, and I've been doing this for 40 years, so I come right up. But if you want, it's uh, daleeversstudio.com. You know, it's wild. Speaking of 40 years, I've known you about 20 of those. And when I first met you, Dale, in Morro Bay, you had a coffee bar gallery uh, right up there on the top of the hill for a stretch of time. Mm -hmm. Came in, connected, uh, had a chance to learn about you. And on the coffee table was a big, for lack of a better term, a coffee table book, full glossy. And then today, I mean, right out of the car, you go to the trunk. I thought you were bringing your firmness of coffee, but you grabbed me the art and design of Dale Evers, 2000 to 2019, volume two, the yeah. next 20 years. Wow, man. Yeah, I got 40 years as a professional artist under, and designer under my belt. Beyond the wild blue yonder. Beyond the wild blue yonder, and that's because the first 20 years I almost all did all marine art and things in the blue, in the deep blue. And um, my work was based around the ocean and... And then what happened is I went through this uh, pretty serious change, kind of I had a catharsis, a big series of events in my life that, that shaped me and into um, reaching out and doing different things, things I thought were more sub, uh, substantial, or story art, um, works of purpose and meaning rather than just um, the commercial work I was doing. I'm doing what I want to do now. And that change, though, that transition didn't happen overnight, though. It did and it didn't. The The history of my transition, I just penned an autobiography, and it's called, excuse me, it's called Am I an Artist Yet? And basically, I, I discuss this whole issue of when, you know, when I was selling dolphins and whales in Maui by the dozens per day um, and uh, selling a lot of um, work in the Hawaiian Islands and down in Key West, and th but it's marine art. And so I had a dealer friend of mine that had 
was the owner of the gallery in Maui, who became a dear friend of mine, still is. Steve Addy said, when are you going to become a real artist? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it kind of pissed me off a little. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you know, you can do this stuff in your sleep. When are you going to do something that's challenging? And um, I did at that time have a very, uh, a, a real uh, serious fear of moving into the unknown. Because I was just making so much money, I thought, well, and, but I realized the marine art thing was going to go away. And I was, I sort of felt like I was in a pickle. Like if I stay, I'm, I'm screwed. If I don't, you know, I just had to do something. Mm. So at that time, I started moving into new directions, doing insects and things like that and dabbling in the human form. And now I'm full blown into the human form and, and um, doing figurative work and all sorts of fun things, lighting design. I'm making clocks now of all things. I've seen that. It's pretty a series of clocks. Yes. Grandfather, these, these fairly large... Uh, grandfather clocks with Nine some feet tall. very unique features, faces that are different. And mm -hmm. in fact, in fact, here's what's really funny, Dale, about social media. You're working on some designs, mm -hmm. and you narrow it down to maybe two faces, and you put that out, and you go, "What do you think?" And the feedback that you get is pretty crazy. I mean, it must be from uh, your vantage well, point. Well, yeah, I use the my my social media platform as a way to solve problems many times with my art. What should I do here? You know, I'm thinking about this or which one do you like better? And it's very helpful. And it's not that I want to completely capitulate or acquiesce to the, the, the following. But at the same time, it's a great way to uh, get other ideas. People will pitch in uh, something completely different. I, I'm not so sure about those, but I have another idea. A third idea might come through. So it's Consensus is a good thing. Yeah. Now, you get that, of course, as a working artist, you're in the studio, or maybe you're doing something plain air or on site. You'll get feedback. You'll hear people. But this is an opportunity to be doing your stuff and get feedback way beyond the studio. It's kind of a crazy thing. This has only been around a, a short period of time, considering, uh, you know, your whole career, but an invaluable part now. Yeah. Social yeah. media has played a great role in my career, and... I've made a lot of money off of Facebook and social media, but yeah. I have this love-hate with it relationship like most people. It's annoying, you know. It's very uh, Orwellian to me. I don't I don't really like it, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's part of what I'm doing now. And yeah. I have to embrace it. Part of a way for people to follow you and, and get yes. updates. Now, speaking of follow you, I, I want to get to the book in a few minutes. But before I get to that, mm -hmm. this has been a year of some travels. We've seen uh, Arizona, Idaho, and well, Mexico, man. Well, um, I bought a house in, I mean, I bought a lot, three acres in Arizona, and I was going to move there. So I right away put, I bought the land and I put an, a well on it. And it's in Prescott, Arizona. Did you did you buy that before the shelter in place happened? No, okay. same time. About the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't listen to those guys. I don't really care. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of living more than I am dying. Yeah. And so uh I so I built that um I went and got the well and then I put in the septic and finally got my plans approved and decided I didn't want to be there. <laughs> Which is it's just like me, but I, I'm selling it right now, and I'll do okay. I'm not going to get hurt. Yeah. So yeah. I'm happy about that. And then, meanwhile, my I started realizing, what am I doing in Arizona? I'm a fly fisherman, and I need to be in 
where I can get a lot of different trout, and, and I love to fish. So um, there's not very many rivers in Arizona, but there is in uh, in Idaho. There's in northern Idaho where I want to move to, where I'm trying to buy is in Wallace, Idaho. There's probably six or eight major rivers within an hour. It's crazy. That's incredible. Major, major rivers. Well, I say major. You can get a boat on them. Yeah. Yeah. Decent size. Drift fish them. It's interesting because without even asking what you do in your free time, your free time is part of who you are. And that just comes right in the mix. And um, in your art, you had a whole series of flies, tied flies, man. Yeah, you can look in the book there. There's an index and you can go to that now and you can see what what I've done with flies in uh, fly fishing. Um, What I try to do is... A big part of the creative process for me is experience. And then you take an experience and you leverage that into a creation of some mm. sort. Mm. But it's always influenced. And it's a, it, it's so fly fishing for me, I'm just deeply passionate about it. I love it. And so I started doing these flies about, I don't know, 10 years ago, about that. And um, it's just been such a great experience. So people will ask me when I'm fly fishing, do you tie your own flies? And I go, well, I kind of do. <laughs> I tie these massive flies out of steel and glass and bronze and stuff. But um, they're, they're, the biggest one I've made is probably about five feet. It's pretty amazing. I'm just looking here in the book. Um, and there's some beautiful photographs. One pretty good-sized spread of you out there on the, on the river fishing. That's in Alaska. Oh, that's beautiful. And then in the studio creating uh, one of these pieces. And it just adds, Dale, I mean, I've seen flies before. I've looked at them in the shop, but it shows and things, but never to this size. And it just adds a whole different dimension. Well, they're they're really abstract works of art. It, mm-hmm. People that don't know what a fly is will walk in to my studio and see one and go, that's beautiful. You know, they don't know what it is. And they go, what is that? Oh, it's a lure. And I go, no, it's kind of a lure. It's It's a fly. Yeah. And they're on my website at uh, daleverstudio.com. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, the neat thing is, is here you are incorporating a passion yeah. in another passion. I mean, passion upon passion, art, but a pastime, something you go out and do to kind of break up, and yet you embrace it and it comes out of you. Well, it, 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 it pays me. <laughs> the experience pays me. So I go yeah. and it, I mean, I'm more than happy to come back and, and do flies after a few weeks of out in the wilderness for a week even, yeah. you know, fishing, yeah. So, so Dale, while you're out there and you're fishing and you're using the flies, do you do sketching out there or do you wait till you get back to download? No, I don't do anything. I download. I just take everything in. Now, once in a while, I keep my phone with me with a little notepad on my phone because once in a while, an idea will come and it's so abstract that I won't remember it. Yeah. So I have to, uh, it's just kind of one of these, oh, this is, this is a great idea. I know I won't remember this, so I'm going to write it down. But yeah. generally speaking, I look to have, I guess you could use the word spiritual. I, I like to have a spiritual experience. I like to have something that moves me deeply yeah. or, or gives me super peace or you know, it just affects me as a human. And then I take that and, and I usually move back into the studio. But I'm done with flies for a while, so... I, I've got kind of burned out on them, so I'm moving into new directions. And that's typical with me. I usually do seven years of something and then move on. Seven-year itch. <laughs> that so, defines me. Yeah. So so Guadalajara, Mexico, or some of your travels down there, um, I, I saw, I'm not sure if the seafood taco, the uh, Swiss Army knife taco, came out of those travels. Yeah, that thing was, it did come out of Mexico, the seafood taco. And it's this about 30-inch wide taco by about eight, uh, 22, 24 inches tall. 
and it's stuffed with octopus, and but they're living, you know, they're in fish and stuff. It's just this pot potpourri. Is that what it's called? Potpourri. Potpourri. Yeah, it's a, a bowl, a cornucopia of fish, uh, seafood, um, or, or marine creatures. Sponsor support for the Slow Talk podcast is brought to you by our friends at Big Sky Cafe San Luis Obispo, where they depend on local farmers, ranchers, vintners, and San Luis Obispo County brewmasters to help them create their real food by real people. This commitment to fresh market fare and a seasonal-inspired menu has made Big Sky Cafe a downtown local's favorite. Sky Cafe online at BigSkyCafe.com and visit them today at 1121 Broad Street, San Luis Obispo, and tell them Slow Talk Session. So Dale Evers, speaking of potpourri and cornucopia, I want to describe me as a viewer, as a somebody that appreciates art. I visited your uh, your shop, your current gallery up in um, Paso Robles, California, 13th Street, is that right? No, it's on 10th Street. 10th Street. The cor- corner of 10th and Park. So for our listeners to this podcast, yeah. if you guys plan a trip to Paso Robles, I just want to encourage you. There's a lot of art to see at different locations. Uh-huh. But if you want something eclectic, a potpourri, check out Dale Lever's gallery, the studio right there. Your art's on display and also Chloe's art. Chloe, my son Christian, and um, and then Tim Anderson um, yeah. has been with me for – he's my business partner. He owns part of our business and – He's also a very important part of the studio. Although he, although he doesn't have his own individual works, he is instrumental in my work happening. So I always like to give Tim Anderson a, a, a shout out because um, he's he's the one that helps me get my work. I wouldn't get my work done without him. I met Tim. Tim is a very, very sharp fellow, very articulate. Represents the gallery and your art well. Yes, and uh, he's been with you a long time, Dale. Thirty-five years. That's pretty impressive, man. You know. Yeah, that we haven't killed each other. It's an <laughs> absolute miracle. You know, Dale, I was just thinking as um, I was talking to our sound engineer. In fact, we want to thank Tom Brown, who's editing or uh, engineering this session, does a lot of work for Slow Talk, really appreciate his work. I was talking to Tom a little bit about you, and we share, you know, we're both artists, uh, but t- we share, we're both veterans. We both served in the military. And yeah. I know that you're you, Air Force, right? I, I was the Air Force, yeah. And in fact, I've got a flag over there in the studio that my aunt bought me in Pearl Harbor. It actually flew over there. And just walking there, Dale, you were stationed in uh, in Hawaii. Yeah, I was. I missed Vietnam by about two years. Yeah. Um, I went in 75 and I ended up at Schofield Barracks. And it's it's a, it was a odyssey. The whole thing was such a great story. I was such a, as a, out of high school, I was just a disaster. I was a total loser surfer in san diego i just wanted to surf all day long and party all night long imagine that (laughs) a 19 year old wanting to do that yeah man i went in the service and i ended up in hawaii and i was in an engineering unit um construction engineering and i ended up going overseas to micronesia uh, to build a base camp to clean up the radioactive soil in in a wetak atoll and that was crazy Uh. that was an experience like uh it was it was Robinson Crusoe. It was awesome. I'm going to turn the lights off in the studio. Just a minute. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh, you do glow in the dark. Oh, come on. Oh my gosh. What's going on here? Not glowing. Go ahead. Go Not ahead. glowing. <laughs> now, um, I didn't get exposed. We wore those, we wore the badges that would go off if you were even in remote problem, mm -hmm. in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, but just my the experience of diving there with the marine art, that was basically probably the incubator of my uh, creative um, journey. Just when you had to do duty, go down in the water, something something take place, something turn on inside of Everything, you? Everything, man. It yeah, was man. like there was sharks all over. It was, you want to talk about cornucopia, you never seen so much, a variety of so much marine life and it, it's unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So you're sitting there doing duty, getting paid for something you really enjoyed. Well, I was working. We yeah. had to, we built these barracks so these guys could come and live in them. Hmm. But we got off around four, you know, yeah. um, and uh, four or five, and we'd go for spend two three hours in the water. And we got days off once in a while during the weekends. We'd take those time off to to uh, to dive and. It was just a great experience, but I ended up being a lifeguard for a year and a half of my total tour, or maybe two years. It was a long time. Wow. I was in, uh, before I went to Anuitaka, I was at a, what they call the rest camp out in Waianae in western Oahu by Makaha. So uh, that was my first assignment. Then I went to Anuitaka, and then I got back from Anuitaka, and I have... I got stationed in Waikiki at, at uh, Fort Derusi Beach. That's pretty crazy, man. It was so incredible. <laughs> it was so great. Here are 19, 20 years old, Waikiki Beach. 21. Shoot. By this time, 2021, 20, yeah, Waikiki, and I was a non-commissioned officer in charge of the lifeguards down there. Oh, my gosh. It was oh so gosh. bomb. That's pretty good duty, Dale. It was awesome. Grandpa, and what, so did, you, what did you do in the Army, Grandpa? What did you do in the Navy? World War Waikiki. <laughs> and when people ask me, you know, they say, thank you. I say, please, I need to thank you. I had the best time. You know, give me a break. I shouldn't, you know, I, I've been nothing but uh, nothing. I'm, I'm grateful for my experience. One of the things, Dale, I wanted to kind of focus on during an interview, and I, I just can't get over this book. It's beautiful as I'm looking at the different pages. I mean, full color, all these. Uh, I, I did not realize you did so many different um uh, pieces as part of the um, fly fishing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hundreds, probably. The Art and Design of Dale Everest, 2000 to 2019, Volume 2, Yeah. Beyond the Wild Blue Yonder. Uh, check it out. Amazon.com, Dale? No, nobody has it right now. Just uh, they, yeah. they could just call the studio. I need to get it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. I have an ISBN number. I'm just mm -hmm. kind of lazy. Yeah. Come by, and, hey, come by and visit Dale Everest Studio, yeah. Paso Robles, and Dale's around. He'll sign one for you, right? Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. All yeah. Right. I always say that they're uh, they're forty dollars retail, and if I sign them, they're thirty. He got. It. <laughs> hey, uh, this last year, any challenges? Anything that was particularly tough in the middle of this? Well, I got a, um, I got, like I said, I had my hip replaced. That was yeah. challenging. That was yeah. like four months ago, and then. Oh, it was that recent. Yeah, four months ago, and then right. um, I've been dating a woman for five years, and that's come to an end we were going to get married and that's come to an end and that's that's like ah. really um really bothering me but um i'll live that's <laughs> yeah, a big chunk of time five years yeah, I, yeah and it was after my divorce so she was the first serious relationship after my wife's side yeah i'm kind of still pretty pretty hurt by that or not hurt but just uh, it's just annoying as hell yeah yeah, yeah. The, the heartache you just feel a heartache all the time it's yeah. all right i'm moving on yeah so you got people uh in your life any advice for people coming out of this uh, this time of transition, well, Dale? Well, I got advice for 
artist mostly, but yeah, man. My, I mean, for me, there's so many things that have come clear to me about about life as I'm getting older now, and I'm. The beautiful thing about getting older is you can't you can't uh, BS it. It's happening, you know. It's and you got to get real. And I just have this thing um, about I for the last five years I've also been in this thing of not just going. I don't, I've never been sixty before. I've never been sixty one. I just don't understand. It's quite a transition going from youth to being older, mm-hmm. even middle aged to being older. Yeah, and then I'm just not wanting to accept it. But the but something came to me. I was gonna part of the thing I was gonna go up to Arizona and just grow a rose garden and plant radishes uh-huh. and hang out and and um, and not really work. And and that was a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah, that's not you. No, and and so I just decided um, recently. I'm going back to Mexico to the studio that turned my career around. Francisco Quiros is my mentor down there. It's called Art 21 Studio, if anybody wants to look it up online. Mm-hmm. But Francisco, I spent two months with him the first time I went down there, and that was about 10 or 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going back for a, a two to three months this winter. It's a pretty big statement, though, Dale, turn my career around. Can you maybe shine some spot, a light on that? Well, that I, did, I got divorced, and I was a mess. Mm. It's never fun. Yeah. And um, I was drinking a lot, heavy, drinking heavy. And I'd lost everything because it's a combination of the 08, 09 um, collapse. And then my own stupidity added to that. And then a divorce. So, you know, you add enough stuff together and it just crushes you. Yeah. And I got crushed. And um, Francisco just brought me back. He helped bring me back. Actually went down in a residency there, spent a couple of months, total yes. different change of scenery, change of focus too? It Literally, the focus came out of it, that sculpture, the focus. Yeah. And um, the, the bow and arrow guy. And uh, yeah, it, and, and then I came back and... Uh, <laughs> And that's when Steve Addy said, uh, now you're a real artist, you know, more or less. He said, you know, I think you've got this thing now. And he was my art agent for so many years. And so that was really great to hear. And so I moved moved forward more confidently. And But the value of somebody like Steve being gut level honest with you is worth so much. I always think back of, yeah. you know, Elvis and the Yes Man and the tragedy yeah. there that nobody is willing to say stuff. You know, thank God for people in our lives that'll... You know, be real and say something to us that we well, need to hear at times. Well, man. the wounds of a friend are sweet, man. You know, they're, That's it. they're good. <laughs> That's it. Dale, what part, um, I hadn't planned on asking this, but you mentioned just spirituality and getting off and art coming out of that. What part does faith play in, in your life? Well, I'm a Christian and it's what I need. It's what, it's my hope. Yeah. Yeah. And um, faith just plays a huge role. And for me, life is just a, an ongoing conversation with, with, with our, our creator. Yeah. And if we listen, we'll hear some pretty amazing things. I think the misnomer that Christians think they're good people or something or that we're – there's so much disinformation about who we are. We just think that we're forgiven by Christ. And that's yeah. it. It's, it's nothing more than that. We don't, we don't feel like we're better than anybody. I don't – Yeah. I don't – I don't I, – I really – been distraught by the level of, of disinformation concerning my faith. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm excited about right now the world's in a, a really tough place. And it's so, it's so difficult for me to say, like a lot of times I'm trying to plan 
business uh, strategies. And I go, well, the world's only going to last 20 minutes anyway. And this is the enemy. I mean, that's the, you can't think like that. Yeah. You yeah. can't think like you don't need yeah. to go grocery shopping because because of the eminent return of Christ. <laughs> can't you, shut down. No, Cannot man. shut down. Even, gotta... even with this shelter in place, a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people did in all intents and purposes yeah. shut down. And now, you know, going back to that question, advice. So I think advice may extend beyond artists just to folks that have been really stuck away from others. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I think you have to... Um, First of all, the fear that came out of the whole lockdown to me was really unnecessary and it was ramped up. The virus is real. Yeah. I had it. Yeah. I was diagnosed with it from the county. Yeah. And I had it in January and um, I got through it without a problem. It was two weeks of discomfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that we go, well, everybody has that and everybody doesn't. Every, some people die. Yeah. And some people it hits and it just crushes them and, and takes them out. So the, for the, my whole family, it was a bit like a flu virus. Yeah. And then so you might lose empathy uh, for the people that have lost family members and so on. So you got to be, there's a balance. But at the same time, I refuse to live in fear. Yeah. I went to yeah. Mexico. I traveled. I did whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. I did not care about that thing. Like I said, I'm, my fear is more in living than it is in dying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm also grateful we continue to do podcasting right through the shelter in place. And I'm so grateful that we not only did it in the studio, we went out to uh, Top Dog Coffee and did it. And it was great, man. Well, you, you, it's a service because people really needed to hear from the community. And this is a your, your show is a great way to do that. I appreciate that, Dale. Yeah. I really do, man. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of communication, um, I, I got to thank you because the first piece of art I walked in and saw of yours... And I'll never forget it. And then it's just growing from then. You had a, a glass table. And I had never seen an artist break the plane of the glass from the bottom to the top. I think oh, it was an the, otter. The sea otter? And it was beautiful, man. And then, of course, the the um, all the different pieces beyond that. And then into the dragonflies and the tacos and then the flies. Dale, just your art makes me as an individual stop and step back and kind of appreciate nature and beauty in a different way. That's uh, thank you. That's sort of my goal. I try to take the simplest things in nature and blow them up. I like to take a small idea. I did a ladybug once, and I yeah. thought, "Wow, ladybug! That's kind of a pretty simple creature." Yeah. yeah. And I made it about ten inches long, and it was cast bronze. It was a limited edition, and it was yeah. so pretty yeah. because it was just a simple thing. Yeah. And uh, I think sometimes uh, we miss a lot because we don't see the details. We uh, in a dragonfly. We don't. One problem is with me is eyesight. I can't see the details, but, <laughs> but but I mean, I'm speaking more from a metaphorical standpoint than I'm a visual. My eyesight. And when, when I saw that that large dragonfly sculpture, I think that is actually at is it at Sculpture or um, the brewery? Uh, up uh, in that's at the brewery. There's one. There's a huge dragonfly, ten foot wingspan, and that's at uh, Barrel House Brewery. That's it. That's in it. Tin City. Tin City. Yeah. When I saw that. Now, when I see dragonflies, I look more careful. <laughs> right. Something about your piece made me a little more conscious of dragonflies in my garden, man, which is kind of crazy. Well, it's done it to me, too, because yeah. um, I'm at, I'm, my sister has a lake in Arizona. She's very eccentric like I am. And she bought a lake. And I was just uh, up there a couple of weeks ago, and I was laying on the lake, and the dragonflies were flying around me. And 
I just sort of say thank you for your inspiration, <laughs> and I feel you know I feel like they pay me, you know. <laughs> the, the beautiful part of doing a podcast with an artist um, is that folks listen to this can look at different sources and see your work, Dale, and that's that's a beautiful thing because it's happening. It already hasn't already happened. It's happening. It's a process, you know. And your life is not just pictures; it's a movie. And I'm grateful to be a part of that and to be able to see some of it unfold, man. Thanks. Any uh, surprises right around the corner? That well, we I got a, I got a hair up my, uh, you know what? I don't want to hear any medical stuff, Dale. No, no, want... no, 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 no medical. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a great idea to do the world's largest um, uh, kaleidoscope. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! And um, it's so, a, it's a kaleidoscope. You actually go inside. So this is what they're going to do with those three smokestacks in Morro Bay? No, but that's a great idea. <laughs> no, it would be such a cool idea. But no, it's a, it's a, this one's a horizontal. And so, um, but I'm starting to design now. I'm in the process of designing this and f- figuring out the materials and how I'm going to do it. I love the concept. Immediately when you mentioned that, I thought about Monsanto ride at Disneyland. You'd go up the conveyor belt, you know, and they'd make you think like you were getting smaller and then you'd make this sharp left. So this is going to be something you can actually, as you envision it, go into. You go inside the actual kaleidoscope. Wow. An immersive experience. It's totally immersive. And then the, you got to have little barf bags in them because I think some people it'll just freak them out so hard. It's amazing. Because you're, yeah, it's just, you're in this, it's, it's an epic visual experience. Are you going to combine sound with that epic visual experience? You know, that's a good. I didn't even think about the that. reason. The reason I you ask is I'm, I'm getting ready to do a podcast with um, a couple of people, uh, Doug Ayers with Allegretto Vineyard Estates. I know Doug and a resort, and also uh, Alan Tower out of the Resonance Group, and they're going to be doing some installations up there that have to do with sound. And immediately, my mind went to what you're doing mm-hmm. with light, and maybe a combination here of light I and sound. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I've got. Wow. I'm. I'm negotiating with some other people right now, but so I'm. I'm. I can't say their name because yeah. if I, if I tell you, I gotta kill you. <laughs> That's where the accent came from. <laughs> That's what it came from. Yeah. Oh, come on. So it's okay. It, anyway, so I, I. I really want to do this kaleidoscope thing, but I don't know if it'll happen. Yeah. These things get in the way of my fly fishing. <laughs> Some good came out of the fly fishing. These things get in the way because they take too much time, huh? Yeah. They're okay because yeah. I figured it out that when I decided that I wasn't going to grow radishes and roses in, in Prescott, I realized that I need to get to work and part of my and do exactly what I've been doing my whole life, which is basically traveling and doing art. And I get the sense, Dale, that. Although you have some um, outreach in different areas, Mexico, you go down for a residency, some some re-enlightenment, some uh, recharge, Idaho now on the horizon. I feel like you're never really going to leave the Central Coast, man. I I don't own a home here. I lost everything uh, in in around uh, 2010. Yeah. And um, I had a little empire going. I thought I was pretty pretty awesome, and that, that, that all fell down on me, and then I realized the vanity... And then I hit the bottom and I was, when they came and they towed my truck away and I had to ride my bicycle for like two months. Ah. This is in 2010. Yeah. And I'm looking out the window of my studio. Ah. I was, I did pay my rent. I had managed to pay that, but my, they're towing my truck away and I'm looking at this thing and I said, and then I quit feeling sorry for myself and I go, this is the bottom. And I go, this is it. And I go, this isn't that bad. And I had to live in my studio for 
I've been in I've been living in a studio since I got divorced. So about I have an apartment in uh, behind my studio now, but it's still part of it. Yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> I've been living basically in my studio for the last twelve years or more. Yeah. And I'm, I call myself, I'm the king of the studio dwellers. Yeah. I love it. I've, you know, I'm close to the work that way. People go, how do you work where you live and live where you work? And I go, because I, in my mind, I just turn switches off. Yeah. I just go, okay, work's over. Bam. Now it's my home. And you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Make a cup of coffee, unwind or whatever. Oh yeah. Just totally. It just, yeah. I love the location in Paso Robles. A lot going on there too. The music scene is flourishing up there. Well, it's... The, the level of talent in Paso blows my mind. The place, culinary talent, musical talent, musical talent, artists, painters, and galleries popping up, events. Kind of the gallery, the COVID kind of put a uh, put the screws to the whole gallery, the retail thing. Yeah, the future of Paso. It's not going anywhere. It's on the map. As far as wine country goes, it's it's solid. It's a destination. People Huge. go, we've got to go. We've got to include Paso Robles. It's yeah. not a sideshow anymore. No. No. It's not like, oh, we ran we we ended up in this this town Paso Robles and it was great. It's like we're going to Paso Robles. And that bodes well for the arts too, because the arts are connected to Yeah, that. it's yeah. been great for me. I'm I'm telling you, there are so many qualified people that love art that come into my studio and and thank God they buy it and and keep keep me um fishing this episode of the slow talk podcast is brought to you by our friends at dining for charities featuring half off dining at some of the central coast best restaurants with proceeds benefiting local central coast charitable organizations Purchase restaurant and partner certificates for up to 50% off at DiningForCharities.com and local Slow County charities like Woods Humane Society of San Luis Obispo receive 15% of all certificate sales for that month. Check out Dining for Charities at DiningForCharities.com to purchase your certificates today and save money and help local charities. So, Dale, for artists, we'll go back to that last question before we let you go, man. For artists that um, that are struggling right now, and uh, you look back at your 40, 50 years career, what, what what kind of an encouragement would you give somebody trying to piece their life together in the arts? That's a, that's a great question, and I really wanted to, the opportunity to address that question. It's I've never seen it. I, it's, this is the irony. I've never seen more opportunity in my life as it is today, and I've never seen the art business harder. At the same time. At the same time. People need to be realistic, and, you know, you just can't give up. you got to live your dream, you know? I see people, they go, oh, i got to rent a studio, and they're not willing to work out of their house, or they're not willing to find just—this is the bottom line. Do whatever it takes yeah. without robbing a bank. You know, you got to just, you got to sacrifice. Nobody realizes the level of sacrifice to get to a level where you can take care of your family and have employees and all this to be a um, operating professional artist. It is a ton of work. Yeah. You know, I, I just appreciate the honesty, the authenticity, Dale, that I get from you because there's some really, really, really shiny moments. But at the same time, man, you've 
talked about times that, uh, you know, the struggles. And and I guess she, I don't know, in my life, I'm thinking I can't really appreciate the one without some of the feeling of the other, man. I mean, I I wish it was all flow without the ebb, but I wouldn't know the flow without the ebb, right? No, you got to. You got to get beat up because I just don't. I was saying, you know, nothing great has ever come out of an incubator of ease, mm, mm. and you, we all need to be tested. and And um, you get the best qualities out of humans when when they've suffered. I, I don't know that I've ever heard that quote that way before. Say that once more. Uh, nothing of significance has ever come out of an incubator of ease. Of ease. Yeah. Uh. Uh, got to pay the dues got to, if you want to sing the blues. That's right. You and you know they don't come easy. <laughs> they don't come easy. <laughs> that is correct. And, and um, you know, you see the people of character that we admire. That there's always seems the people that most have have had suffering visit them yeah. in their life. Yeah. And it makes them special. Yeah. Dale, I uh, I so much appreciate you just being here, coming over. I mean, it's icing on the cake to get a beautiful book from you, but thanks for being my friend, man. Thanks for coming oh, out no, to Slow Talk. Oh, no, you're a good talk. dude, and I always like that there's always a new iteration with you, and I'm like you, I, like I'm doing Flies One Week and Insects the Next. I go, what's Jim doing? He's doing something. <laughs> he's on a new uh, He's on a new venture. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Just a little history about myself. I started out in, um, in San Luis Obispo. Mm-hmm. I went to Cuesta College in, in 1980. In 81, I sold my first sculpture out of a gallery. Wow. And that gallery was the Cambria Coast Gallery owned by Gloria Boyd at the time. I don't know if she's still with us or not, but yeah. that thing sold for 500 bucks. It was a wooden whale that I carved out of a walnut, piece of walnut. At that time, five, you know, I got 300 and she oh, yeah. she took 200 and, oh, yeah. and I got 60%. And I that 300 was like, that was the most important $300 of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I've done jobs. I did this job. If you look in the book, um, I did a job in Michigan in 18, 2018. Look toward the back. It's called the St. Clair Project. And it was for the St. Clair Inn. Okay, so the St. Clair Inn uh, Project uh, was obviously in St. Clair, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And... This uh, entrepreneur was uh, had gone come into my gallery, met my daughter, and um, he had his secretary call me and say, "So and so's on the phone. He wants to have a conf- wants to have a call with you." I said, "Fine." I don't know mm-hmm. why people do that. They have somebody else call for him. I said he's just calling themselves, <laughs> but uh, they won't believe it's them. It's <laughs> just weird. My people call your people. I know. It's just it's just the way it goes. Yeah, you know. It's just I have a story about that too. But I'm anyway, not that way either, Dale. When I call you, I call you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a photo, if you look in there, of these guys diving. Yeah. Uh, you see them diving? Yep. An actual real photo. And then I went ahead and told him, I said, you absolutely need to do a sculpture of that. Wow. We need to do a sculpture of those guys diving. What The story was back in the day in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, these guys at the end of the season at the St. Clair Inn would all dive off the pier pilings into the St. Clair River. Tradition every Tradition. year. Tradition. And uh, he had that on coffee mugs and stuff and different things for the hotel, that photo. And I said, well, we got to do this thing. And, well, it's funny. He came in and he said, well, my budget's like uh, 25000 And I'm going, well, we're going to need to do about 10 times that. Yeah. And he's just going, oh, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he, was, <laughs> he couldn't believe it. And then, he, and, I, and then he calls me back three days later and he said, I've talked to all the partners, everybody, all the people. We want to do this. 
it's just such a great idea. Yeah. And it did, it went off. And that scene, it's just so beautiful, that whole presentation and the way it happened. I saw bits of this on Facebook. Yes. It's fascinating to see this in the book, documented. Yeah, it's, it was, a, it was a, the biggest project I've ever had to date. So here you are, you started off 40 years ago with this... $300 sale. A $300 sale. And now this massive... The massive, uh, high-end project. And it didn't thrill me near, nearly as much as selling that first whale out wow. of that gallery. Wow. No. Wow. And, and ever since then, it's like I just... I can never match the excitement and appreciation that I had for that first sale yeah. out of, out of uh, Cambria Coast Gallery with Gloria Boyd in Cambria in 1980. That's fascinating. I, I appreciate that story, too. Yeah. And maybe that's an encouragement to artists out there. Go ahead, get that for sale. Yeah. Go well, ahead and put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is what I find about people. They go, there's two major mistakes that artists make. They go, they'll show me their work and they'll say, well, I go, do you have it anywhere? And they go, no. And I go, well, if no one can see it, you can't sell it. Uh, and then, well, I really don't want to sell it. And I go, you've got to be kidding me. Why don't you want to sell it? And, well, I like the piece or something. I'm going, well, make another one. Make something better. I mean, the minute I'm finished with a sculpture, I want nothing to do with it. Well, that's not completely true, but say 99% yeah. yeah. of the time. You've got to, right? That grandfather clock, I don't want to let go. Yeah. But it's yeah. priced like that. Yeah. Exactly. I got a new one. It's the name of that series, by the way, is not your grandfather's it's clock. It's not your grandfather's clock. That's because they're not your grandfather's that's clock. A, that's a great title for a series. Yeah, that's what it is. And so it's really been an interesting. So the, yeah, the, the, there's so many things about uh, when you're an artist, and I see these common mistakes, and and then people say, "Well, I want to do what I want to do because I'm an artist," and I'm going, you know, like get over yourself. Do what people want. It's like a musician. I'll never cover anybody else's music. Wait a minute. Yeah. That may be the very thing to get somebody to listen to your music. <laughs> right. It's, well, yeah. it's, it's a form to me of real narcissism to sit there and go, I want to do the only art I do. And people have, if they don't understand it and like it, then it's their problem. Yeah. That's just silly. And, you know, I did art for other people for a long time because I thought they would like it. Yeah. And now I don't do that anymore. I do really weird stuff, and people buy it. And, and you enjoy the process. You enjoy I, making it. I do. I love yeah. what I do, but, I, but I'd rather go fishing. All right. All right. Okay. That'll be the title of the next book. I love yeah. what I do, but I'd rather go, go fishing. fishing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, once again, in the studio here, Slow Talk Podcast, Dale Eversdale. Thanks for stopping by today, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. The feelings are mutual, and I thank your engineer. Absolutely. Tom Brown. Thanks, Tom Brown. Check him out online, daleverstudio.com, all over social media, and also this book. Call him, get a copy, visit the studio. Uh -huh.